friends. I am currently in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm currently sitting on my bed in my hotel room. The rest of the guy, we're playing a show tonight uh, here in Omaha. We're downtown right now. Our hotel's downtown. And the rest of the guys left to grab coffee, but I decided to stick around because I wanted to share uh, some thoughts with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this episode the complicated relationship of numbers and art. I want to talk to you about Spotify numbers, this whole trend, this whole en vogue thing that's happening right now that you've probably noticed on uh, Instagram or Facebook. People posting about their Spotify year-end review. Artists, musicians, people that post. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't been on social media lately and you haven't seen uh, these posts, these Spotify year-end review posts, what it is, is Spotify has began to put out, at the end of every year, analytics to both listeners that use their platform and artists that create and post on their platform. So if you are someone that just uses Spotify to listen to music, audiobooks, uh, podcasts like this one, maybe a lot of people, uh, maybe you're actually listening right now, ooh, super... Super meta. If you're listening, we're talking about Spotify, and you are you might be listening to this podcast on Spotify. But uh, whatever you listen to on it, you can go on your app, and it will tell you your year in review. What's your most uh, played uh, podcast? What is the album that you've listened to the most? Is there a specific song that you have personally listened to more times than anything else? Spotify now is sending out analytics to musicians and artists in a really fun way that says, hey, this is how much your listenership has grown over the past uh, year. In 2019, uh, you know, I have friends, Elliot Bloffus, who I have had on the podcast. He posted something on uh, Instagram yesterday where he was talking about how his fan base in the Philippines surprisingly has exploded out of nowhere. And he wasn't planning on that. He It wasn't like a uh, fan base that he had known about. But for some reason, Elliot's getting a massive amount of plays on his newest album. And so like Elliot, a lot of my friends, I would say the majority of my friends that are artists or musicians or podcasts uh, or people making podcasts or anything that lives on Spotify have been posting on their uh, Instagram accounts a uh, picture of their all their new listeners and total number of downloads. Uh, and what I don't want in this uh, conversation with you is for this to come off as a diss on anyone posting about their Spotify numbers and getting pumped about it, I think that we as musicians and just humans in general making things need to celebrate our wins and the milestones on uh, the journey of our career and our creative life or creative journey. I think we need to celebrate those things no matter how big. So uh, I think it's the coolest when people share it in a way that is thanking fans, thanking the people that are the reason why we uh, get to do what we do, the people that are taking their time to sit and listen. So for, so maybe I'll take a second to say to you, thank you for taking the time to pull up this podcast episode and to press play. If you have been following along with this since the very beginning, thank you for being a part of my journey uh, and experiencing this, uh, this curious endeavor with me. I wouldn't be doing this uh, if it were not for you. So massive, huge thank you to you for listening. Here's the, but here's the deal. What I do want to talk about is 
what happens is really a question. What happens when you look at the numbers at whatever you're doing? If you're creating something that in a way gives you any sort of analytics or feedback as far as the amount of the numbers of the amount of people who are listening to what you are saying, uh, what happens when you look at those numbers? And it's discouraging. What happens when you look at the numbers and maybe you have a great fan base, but it's been the same for the past like four years and it's not moving and you just start feeling stagnant. And if you're feeling like your creative journey isn't moving, there's not momentum like there used to be. What happens if you're looking at it and you used to have, what? oh, here's something. What happens if you go on to your Spotify year end review and there's less downloads than there was last year? Because we always talk about that. We, I think subconsciously, even if we don't want to admit it as artists and creators uh, or just humans participating in this world, we like to think of life oftentimes as a business graph. Like if you've ever seen one of those uh, business chart that has that red number line and it just goes up and to the right, like hopefully that's the goal, right? The goal is that your career and your journey will constantly be going up and to the right. That every year that goes by, you'll hopefully make more money and that you'll have more fans and that you'll be playing bigger shows every year. But that's not how life works. The creative journey naturally has an ebb in a flow. I, I don't want to talk down about the numbers. It's not about it's not about how many people are coming to your show or buying your album. Because really, we do. We live in a world where numbers matter. The amount of people downloading your songs, the amount of people coming to your show, buying your merch, it matters. Let's, let's be real. It's the only reason I have a job uh, is because of people buying music and putting value on music. So I get to get hired by artists to put on and help them create and produce live shows and perform live or record in sessions, money and the numbers matters. We have to ha we have to we have to acknowledge that. And we also have to acknowledge that we live in a world now that for the first time ever, this is the first time that we've had such exact and instant feedback when it comes to knowing exactly how many people are listening, reading, looking at what it is we are creating and sharing. Numbers also are total shit if you are using them and expecting numbers to be an external force that encourages you to keep going. Anytime you put your, uh, oh man, anytime you put your momentum or fortitude in the numbers and your encouragement uh, and, start tr and start finding your encouragement to keep going in the numbers, that's a dangerous game we play. Because here's the deal, like I said a second ago, Life ebbs and flows. The numbers are going to go up and down. It isn't this up and to the right world. At some point, no matter how many people are listening to your music, at some point, there's going to be some sort of dip. You're going to put out an album that not as many people connect to. So then my question is, where are you finding your own grit and fortitude? Because if you put them in the numbers, it, that's just totally fleeting. So here's what I want to do. And I can sit here and feed you some cheesy bullshit of listing all the people who found success later in life. Uh, you know, sometimes the greatest people haven't, who, you know, this director didn't hit success or fortune until he was 45. You still have time. I'm not going to dive into that, but what I do want to do 
is I want to give you four questions to ask yourself uh, when you find yourself being discouraged by the numbers. These are four questions that are really personal to me. Uh, these are four questions that I have I have personally used uh, or I have personally asked myself over the past. Uh, oh man, we're coming up on two and a half years of doing this podcast. These are questions that I view as tools to help me when I find myself being discouraged by the numbers or I need clarity in my thinking. But I just just want to share them with you in the hopes that it gives you some mental oxygen, some clarity, and hopefully some encouragement to keep going and not be discouraged, keep going, even if you are currently discouraged. uh, Hopefully this helps you. Okay, number one, is there anything these numbers want to teach me? Uh, sometimes when we are creating something new, uh, for instance, like me with this podcast, if I'm creating something totally foreign to me and I am literally trying to find my own voice in this medium, uh, sometimes that takes time, but also sometimes the numbers can actually be a true reflection of something else. Uh, maybe something that we have overlooked, maybe areas of our lives and our journey that we are Uh, maybe being lazy in. And a good example is this. Maybe you just played a show and there were only 30 people there and that number's discouraging. You stand on stage. Uh, First of all, a massive, massive pet peeve of mine is when I'm in a green room before a show and an artist or any of the freaking musicians are talking about how few people are there. It's really fun when uh, the numbers are positive and they're encouraging you. Oh man, it's a packed house. It's sold out. This is gonna be fun. There's like an energy and excitement in the room. That's a real tangible thing. But I freaking hate it when I'm sitting in a green room and a musician comes in and they go, oh, there's only like 30 people out there. Oh, this show's going to suck. Don't tell me this show's going to freaking suck before we've even gotten on stage. Don't tell me that the number of people out there are going to play a factor in how hard I'm going to fucking rock out right now. Yeah, we all know how many people are there that we can all look out and see how many people are out there. Nobody needs your attitude right now or your discouragement or say, oh man, it annoys the shit out of me. And I think the biggest annoyance personally is that somehow something external would determine the amount of rock or performance or level of uh, yeah, I guess level of performance that you're going to give. Oh, there's only like, there's only like 20 people out there. Oh, this show's going to suck. Oh man, this is really interesting. Let me tell cause let me tell you something right now. I've played shows in front of 10,000 people and still walked off having had a bad show. Just because there's a shitload of people coming to your show does not mean you're instantly guaranteed a great experience. I've uh, stood, when, I mean, here's the deal. When you're playing, I've, I've had tons of people ask me, when you, when you play for that amount of people, what does that feel like? What do you actually take in? And really what happens oftentimes is your brain cannot compute while playing how like this sheer amount of people that especially once you get start getting over 10 uh, or 15,000 people you just almost can't take it in while you're performing so you almost get this tunnel vision well, I always say for myself I interact uh, with the first 10 rows, but I'm playing and holding myself for the people in the very far back. Uh, but I've had shows where there's like 10, 12,000 people, uh, and the first 
couple of rows right in front of me were just standing there and they didn't seem like they're into it. And I left super bummed. The numbers don't guarantee you're going to have a freaking awesome show. But ask yourself, what do these numbers have to teach me right now? Is there anything they can? Uh, maybe people, maybe you're playing to a show of 30 people and you realize, oh yeah, I didn't promote the show at all. I've done nothing to, how many, did I post about it? Uh, did I reach out to people? Did I uh, reach out to people to write up uh, about this show? Is it promoted anywhere outside of my own social media platforms? Maybe that's something I, maybe those numbers are wanting to teach you a lesson in some in getting in a way that you can get stronger and better in your career. Maybe the numbers are telling you that your fan base and how you're sharing this music, maybe your fans just aren't on this medium. Uh, specifically, maybe your fans, uh, maybe the people that are listening to you, maybe they don't consume the kind of art that you're creating on the specific medium that you're sharing it on. Uh, numbers can be a good analytic of saying, where are your fans hanging out right now? That's something it can teach you. Maybe the numbers are teaching you that you need to find different avenues uh, to build more fans. Maybe you uh, have been playing just shows where you've been headlining for a while and maybe you need to jump onto a tour uh, where you are making less money but you're opening for someone else and you're getting in front of other people and building new fans from another artist. What do the numbers have to teach you in this situation? I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Question number two, why are you doing this in the first place? Are there any hidden benefits? of doing this. Hidden benefits, hidden benefits is a term that I've kind of started to use for myself. Hidden benefits are the things, the benefits that you wouldn't normally think of, uh, that someone normally wouldn't think of when starting out a new endeavor, but that you've realized are adding value and benefits to you as an artist or a human being beyond just the normal obvious like financial or building a following or something like that. Here's an example for me. Even if no one ever download this podcast ever again, doing this podcast has made me a better speaker. It's there's a skill when talking with people or talking in front of people that I it doesn't come naturally necessarily to me, and that's the skill of thinking about the next thing you're going to say while you're talking right now. That's a, something that I'm absolute naturally shit at, uh, and. This is helping me uh, become better at that. Uh, another thing is conciseness. Oh man, I talk in fucking circles regularly, but I don't want to. I want to be concise and intentional about the words I use and speak with clarity. That's something before I turn on the microphone every time I'm thinking concise, speak clearly, clear, concise. Uh, these benefits just personally have been massive for me. Another hidden benefit of this podcast is the amount of sheer things I have personally learned from the people that I've sat down with. Even if nobody else listens to this podcast, the fact that I've gotten to have the conversations I have uh, with the people I have on this podcast for the past two and a half years has been one of the single greatest gifts and one of the greatest learning curves of my life. The amount I've learned in the past two years has been bonkers and I'm extremely grateful for it. Um, another thing is connecting with people. The amount of friends uh, that I necessarily wouldn't have had the guts to reach out and say, hey, can, I know we've never talked before, but we have mutual friends. Like, would you ever want to like go hang out sometime? Like making friends, uh, let's sit down and just you and I have a conversation for an hour and a half. Having that excuse has built relationships 
uh, with people that I am so thankful for that wouldn't have happened. So why did you take the time to uh, be introspective and dive deep into your soul and try to put your feelings into words and put those words to melodies and find a way to record that externally so that other people can experience this feeling that's inside of you? Uh, Why did you take the time to do all the work of doing that and put it out in the universe in the first place? Who are you doing that for? Actually, that, that takes me to question number three. Who are you doing and making this for? Are you creating are you creating some watered down shit in the hopes that everybody that comes in contact with it will connect with it? Is that your hopes? Or like I said, are you doing the hard, difficult, soul-searching work of searching introspectively uh, to find these the truths within you and something honest? If that's the case, here are a couple phrases that I found massive, massive amount of freedom. Uh, four. These are almost, I almost turn these into mantras when I'm creating things. The first phrase is, this isn't for everyone. What I'm creating, this is like one of the most honest things you can tell yourself, and it's so freeing. What I'm creating, this, for like, for instance, you're listening to this. This, this podcast, if you're, if you made it this far in this episode, uh, this, this is not for everybody, but this is for you. You have found this. I am specifically, I'm sitting cross-legged on a messy hotel bed, looking out a window that's overlooking uh, downtown Omaha, talking into a microphone that's plugged into my iPhone for you specifically. You have found this. You're listening to this. I am doing this for you. Uh which brings me, which goes in the second phrase that I find freedom in, and the phrase I repeat to myself: "The right people will find this." Your job is to create something honest, and put it out in the universe, and do the hard work of creating, and then also the hard work of sharing it and promoting it and putting it out there. But then also balancing that with the trust that this isn't for everyone, the right people that need to hear this, the right people that this will make an impact on, uh, will find this. Because, you know, that actually reminds me of something Seth Godin, I don't, if you've ever heard of Seth Godin, he's an author and a marketing specialist, he's a brilliant, he's a virtual mentor of mine, and Uh, something he says is that your goal is to be a meaningful specific. A lot of times we get confused putting stuff like with, especially as artists, we want Google analytics. We want, we want to put something uh, out there so that uh, let's, I'll talk about myself. The confusion uh, oftentimes for me in the past is uh, the goal, thinking that the goal is that when someone types in Minneapolis bass player, that my name will be the first thing that comes up, or Minia, or whatever, podcast, curious podcast, or whatever it is, uh, music, musician, bassist podcast, that so when someone puts in something vague into their search engines online, that you, we got to do all this work with analytics, so you will be the first person to come up. When in actuality, if you are an artist, if you're creating something of value, your goal is to be a meaningful specific, to put yourself out there so that when someone searches your name, when someone searches the name of your podcast, that it will come up and they will be able to find you immediately. 
Your goal isn't to be a wandering generic. Your goal is to be a meaningful specific to someone out there. When they type in your name, when they're looking for what it is you've created, can they find it easily? When it comes to this question of who are you making this for, I know this sounds this might sound a little cheesy, but bear with me. A thing, a visualization that I like to do, and I'm thinking specifically uh, of a couple band projects where I talked, where we were in pre-production to record an album, and I sat uh, the ba- I set the re- sat the rest of the band down in a couple different occasions and told them this. I like to visualize a high schooler laying in bed, falling to sleep. Uh, maybe their parents are like shouting and arguing in the next room over. Uh, maybe they're dealing with struggles at home. Maybe they're dealing with struggle, friends, stuff with hard times with school. They're in a shitty situation in life. And I just picture uh, this person putting in headphones and pressing play on this album, this thing that we're about to create and falling asleep to it. That they put in these headphones and the world around them turns off and it gives them some sort of peace, the person that's going to fall asleep listening to this song, that's who I'm making this for. That's who we're that's who we're doing this for. But here's the deal. We will never know about this person. Chances are you you may never meet uh, or know about that person who's uh, who your album, your song saved their life. I mean, that sounds so cheesy. It sounds so extreme. Like, oh, this music changed. But it is. I, I know for a fact, I've talked to so many friends that, that to, who said a song has changed their life. I have fallen asleep listening to music when I've been going through tough things in life. I've fallen asleep listening to music. You know, I was thinking about what I was going to talk about uh, before I started recording. And the, initially, the natural thing to talk about when it comes to this whole numbers thing is the encouragement that you never know when your big break is going to happen. It could be, you never know who's going to listen to it and when you're going to get your big deal, uh, your big break, or your art, your album, or whatever, whatever success means for you. You never know. That could be just around the corner for you. But right now, I'm kind of thinking, I don't want to dive into that bullshit. Uh, because that is, that's putting our focus on the future, uh, something external still. Uh, I think for me, the most valuable thing in this, when it comes to being discouraged by numbers, um, is still attempting to stay in the present moment, to stay in the here and the now and being okay with the unknown and embracing the fact that you don't know. Uh, here's something. Yeah, here's something. You don't know in that in that concert of playing to only thirty people. You don't know whose life you impacted. And so, I guess my question is: Are you okay with that unknownness? It's uncomfortable. That shit is really uncomfortable. But are you okay living in that unknownness right now? Uh, would that show that you played for thirty people? Uh, if one person, if it impacted one person, uh, is it still worth it? Was it still worth rehearsing and showing up and lugging your gear in? I don't know. Maybe it's different for everybody. I think it was. I th- I personally, I think it is worth it. So here's what we do. Uh, let's end. I want to end it with a quote uh, that I constantly find encouraging. I constantly am pulling back uh, to myself and a couple other uh, resources that I think you should check out. Uh, and give a listen or a read to uh, when it comes to keep going and the way things work. The quote 
that I've always found inspiring is uh, from Theodore Roosevelt. And he said, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of the deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Uh, this quote to me right now for you isn't about victory or defeat really, although I've connected that all the time, it's about celebration in the fact that right now you just got numbers back. Is there even an RSS feed at all that's telling you that anybody uh, is reading your blog? Congratulations. That means you fucking wrote a blog. You did the hard work of jumping in the arena. You are in the game right now. Is uh, Do you have any analytics from Spotify? Congrats. Who Right now, who gives a shit? Congratulations. It means you are in the game. You have picked it up. You are part of the journey of life. You have decided to be in this universe instead of just be a consumer scrolling through Instagram all day. You have decided to jump in the game and create something. So, I just think that's so badass and something to be celebrated. The fact that you are in it, you're a part of this whole mess. I think just the fact that you're a part of it is huge. Okay, two things. I'm going to put a couple links in the show notes of this. Number one is there is a podcast episode by a guy named Rob Bell, uh, and I think the the title is called The Way Things Work or The Way It Works, and he talks about how his journey uh, through the ups and downs of his career as a speaker, writer, he talks about the ebbs and flows in his journey, and I am going to be honest when I say uh, I would not still be doing this podcast uh, that I'm doing if it was not for this specific podcast episode of his that I heard maybe about a year and a half ago when I was thinking about, oh, is this worth doing? You know, stuff has ebbed and flow. This was massive for me. I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. Also, if you don't know about this guy named Austin Cleon, uh, he is an author from Texas, I believe, and he's wrote books called Show Your Work or Steal Like an Artist. Uh, he just put a book out this last year called Keep Going. I think it's just one of the most valuable things out there. It's a really easy read, but it's for anybody that has put something out into the universe and encouragements about keeping going. But it's not like this cheesy self-help. It's actually like tactile things you can do, tools you can use. It's super easy read. You can get it at like any Barnes & Noble. Here's something. Uh, I numbers are important. Uh, as I am moving forward in 2020, I am finally approaching uh, a few different companies to start doing ads on this podcast. If you would head over to iTunes and rate and leave a review of this podcast, that helps me out in a massive way because numbers are real. Let's be let's be honest. Numbers matter in this game we're playing. We're all in the game. But I hope uh, that. Wherever you are at, whenever you see the numbers coming back right now, that you will find encouragement, 
and if you find yourself being discouraged, I hope you have the grit and the fortitude of asking some of these questions. Uh, and I hope that you uh, take those things with inside that's inside you and get your ass in the game and keep your ass in the game. And don't be discouraged by all this number stuff if you find it discouraging. Okay, I gotta go. Let's see what the guys are up to. Uh, I gotta figure out when sound check is this evening. Maybe I'll shower. Getting longer here. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And as always, stay curious. Stay curious.